Today we are back again, continuing on with the Organize Now Challenge. We've been hitting all those areas in our kitchen that needed to be decluttered and organized, and so far we've covered everything from the countertops to the drawers to the cabinets to the refrigerator, the pantry. So everybody that's been participating in this challenge, I hope that your kitchen is looking super clean, tidy, and organized. I hope you have given away or sold all those things that you no longer love or use. And I just have to say, I have thoroughly enjoyed doing this challenge with all of you in our private Organize Now Challenge Facebook group. If you're not currently part of that group, please feel free to um, send me a request to join. It's on Facebook and it's called the Organize Now Challenge. And everybody on there has just been amazing so far. The those of you that have been really taking this challenge seriously, I know it's making a huge impact on your life, and I thank you for sharing your photos and your stories and your highs and your lows, your before and after pictures. is so inspirational to me, and please make sure that you let me know, you know what else we could add to the challenge to help you during, the, you know, during this and as we go along with the weeks, what questions you may have, um, things that you're still needing. But I just got to say, once again, I am blown away by the kindness and encouragement that you all are showing one another. And if you joined the group and you just haven't done any organizing yet, we want you to join in the fun. Um, let me know if you're stuck. If you just, if this is something you want to do, obviously if you join the group, it's something you want to do and you need more organization in your life. But you know what? I always say it's not going to happen overnight. That's why these challenges are designed to do one area of your home per week. We focus on that from beginning to end. It may take you less than a week. It may take you more than a week. That's fine. But you can always go back and start from where you left off. The point of the challenge is not to beat yourself up. If you only have, you know, 30 minutes a day to get organized and follow along with the challenge, then just go ahead, set a timer. And when the timer goes off, be okay with that. Don't self-sabotage and look around the rest of your house and say, that's great that I organized two drawers, but I still have all these other rooms to tackle. You'll be defeated before you even begin. So I want to encourage you to keep pushing along. And if you joined and you haven't started, please shoot me an email, message me in my inbox, and just you know let me know what's stopping you, what's, what's holding you up, because we want to be in an encouragement an encouraging group for you. I want all of you to get to a point in your home that you walk in and you just feel less overwhelmed and more at peace, more joyful, more happy, more proud of your home. I mean, I want you to be able, so proud of your home that you're just opening up that door and being hospitable to everybody in need and everybody that you love. And, you know, people will know that they can stop by for a cup of coffee if they're having a rough day. You're going to be that homeowner. You're going to be that person that is like, you know what? I'm not embarrassed by my home. My door is always open. So keep up the good work, and if this challenge is 
it's been positive in your life and you've been really clearing the clutter and getting organized, I want to just take a second to say, please, please, please share it with your friends. Post it to your you know, Facebook wall or tell your friends in person or shoot them a text and tell them how they can find us because we want to use these challenges to <clears throat> reach a larger audience. I can only help so many people one-on-one. -on -one. It's physically impossible to help as many people as I'd like to help. Um, so that's why these challenges and this podcast is such a big deal to me because I want to reach as many people as I possibly can and help them realize that life is not about the things. It's about the memories and the moments. And just keep that in mind when you're taking this challenge and keep pushing through. So without further ado, we are leaving the kitchen this week and we are moving on to the mudroom or you may call it your entryway. And it's so funny because when I posted this question on the Facebook group, I was cracking up at all of your guesses and I was like, how long should I make them wait? But you all had really good guesses. But the thing is, is that we are focusing on one section of our home and normally a mudroom or an entryway is probably a very close adjoining space to the kitchen. Um, it, even if it's not touching, it's probably not too far off. Now, what I want you to focus on this week is the, the door in the space that your family, the people that live in your home, enter and exit every single day. And you may have like a front door that's more formal with, you know, a beautiful table with a vase of flowers that you never, you know, go by because you're always using the door to the garage, for an example. But that's not what we're focusing on today. We're focusing on the space in your home that your family comes in and out of every single day. And this entrance to your home is crucial to organize. So it's really, really important because this is the, this is the space that you are coming in and leaving every single day. It's the area where the shoes pile up and your kids toss their school supplies. Um, lots of clutter can be dropped off in and out in this area. And if your guests use this area, they can often see all that clutter when they visit. So it's important to keep things tidy. And when choosing storage for your entryway, you want to find, um, try to find pieces that clothes and that are efficient so that sometimes when you know you just need it to look clean and organized you can close a door or something like that so we'll get into that um, there also may be a coat closet in the area or near it and it's sometimes I've I've seen in homes where this area where it's supposed to be intended for coats is really now a dumping ground for lots of other goodies so let's talk about you know what we're going to find in this area and let's tackle it this week with you know like we always say, push it down to the bare minimum because this is a high traffic area. This is something where there's a lot of action going on every single day. So we want to keep it simple. If it's not simple, it's going to become cluttered really quickly because there's so much activity going on. And we also want to keep it simple so it's more efficient and that every single thing has a home. Like we always say, in order to be organized, every single thing needs a home. And guess what? The floor, well, you should turn this part up for your kids. Hey, kids, the floor is not a home for your coats. <laughs> the floor is not a home for your backpacks. 
So all your kids that are listening, you can replay that a few times. We're going to give you a space for everything. And then the floor is going to be for walking in. Okay, guys? So here's the thing. The first thing I want you to do is really think about what should be in this area. And I'm going to give you a hint. The things that belong in the mudroom or the entryway are things that you use every single week, if not every single day, okay? Every single week. If we're not using it every single week, it shouldn't be here. The things that don't fall into that category, you want to remove first. And you're not going to go get distracted and put everything away where it belongs right now. You're just focusing right now on getting your mudroom and your or your entryway organized. So just focus on removing it. That might mean you have a little pile of things that need to go in a bin that you'll deal with later. It might be a pile of things you set in the basement. I mean, things that I've seen in this area that shouldn't be there are um, can even be folding chairs, uh, card tables, things that you can put in the basement because I'm pretty sure you're not using those every single week or every single day. So those types of things, pull them out. I also want you to pull out anything that doesn't pertain to the season because we'll get to that in a few minutes. But everything that you are using daily or weekly right now in this season can stay. So after you've done that, you've moved everything, I want you to start with the coats and go through the coats. So basically, you know, here's the thing about the mudroom entryway area. We have, you know, many families have lots of coats and lots of shoes, and those are obviously going to be things that we need to make a home for. However, I've seen many, many times where things just pile up and the years go by and you don't even realize what coats are still in a closet or what shoes are still in a closet. So this week, I really want you to physically handle every single coat or any clothing item in this space. And I want you to pull out things that no longer fit you or your family. I want you to remove those coats that you haven't worn in a year or more. If you haven't worn a coat in a year or more, chances are you just don't like it or you just don't feel good in it. And I also want you to think about those coats that maybe you only wear on special occasions because if you possibly have room in another closet, specifically a bedroom closet in um, another part of the house, consider taking out the coats that are just for special occasions. Like maybe you have a long coat you only wear for weddings. Maybe your kids have a coat that they only wear when they get all dressed up. So those types of coats should not be in this area. Unless you have a really, really big coat closet right now and you have tons of extra room. But if you don't, consider moving those coats into another space. Um, But again, anything that no longer fits, any coat you haven't worn in a year or more needs to be removed from this space. The next thing I want you to look at is shoes. And shoes are one of those categories of things that we... Um, just have an abundance of, it seems like, and more than we actually need. So really, truly, the shoes might be the hardest, hardest part to go through during this week. And especially if you have multiple family members, lots of kitties, um, all those little shoes take up more room than we can even imagine, right? And there's lots of them. So I noticed a lot that families will get in the habit of keeping all their shoes. Every pair of shoes from the house ends up in the mudroom. And that's not what you want to do. You want to have you want to have categories down there. So maybe you have 
just the shoes they wear to school. And, or maybe you have the shoes that you wear the most. So especially, let's just say for an example, mom and dad, we have our everyday shoes or boots or whatever um, that we love to wear, but we also have shoes that maybe we only wear when we're dressing up and it's a special occasion. Again, same concept. You want to remove those types of shoes and put them in your closet in your bedroom because this is too, this is like, I always say primetime real estate. This mudroom entryway area of your home is like the prime real estate of your home. It's super, super important. And we don't need to have all our pumps and stilettos in the mudroom when we only wear them every now and then. They can go into another area. What we want in this space are just the shoes and boots that we're wearing like to work, the kids are wearing to school, you're wearing to maybe go step outside and do some work around the yard, those types of shoes. So go through your shoes, remove all the ones that no longer fit, all the ones you haven't worn in a year or more, and all of the ones that are for special occasions or a different season. And that should really cut down. Now, a lot of you have been asking what to do with shoes, and there's all sorts of different storage. I'm not a big fan of the shoe pocket organizers that go over the door, but I am a fan for little kids of baskets so that when they come in, even a three-year-old can put his shoes in a basket. So as long as the basket isn't too big where the next day out those little shoes are lost in the basket and it takes too much time to find them, then it will work just fine. Um, I also want to encourage you, if you do happen to have a garage attached to this room, then maybe consider right outside of your garage putting a very um, narrow shelving unit that is... That, is vertical. And one of my favorites, I will try um, to find a picture for you, but actually is from Walmart because they're the only ones I found that hold up. They're not plastic. They're decent looking and you can buy as many as you want and just keep stacking them on top of each other because usually in a garage, you have the height to play with and you can put, you know, I've, I've stacked them up six, seven high. So I will post a picture of that for sure, because I do love that product. And, um, the other thing for shoes could possibly be, possibly be cubbies. You want to be careful of storage benches because usually they're pretty big and they're kind of end up like toy boxes where anything small is going to end up on the bottom or be hard to find. So if you do use a uh, storage bench, then just use it for like the bigger, bulkier shoes. But um, other than that, I want you to just make sure that your kids know where they're supposed to put their shoes because we, <laughs> it's so funny. Yesterday I was in one of my Bible study groups and we were doing um, a study and we were talking about what makes us angry and just little stupid things, but they really can get your blood pressure going. So we were laughing about one of the moms said that she cannot stand when her kids leave their shoes on the floor in the entryway and then she trips over them and it causes her to get super annoyed and aggravated. And then she yells and says, I've how many times have I told you to pick up your shoes? So I know there's so many moms listening right now that can relate with her and there's nothing more annoying than coming in from a long, hard day and tripping over somebody's shoes. So make sure that you, when you're organizing, you're actually going through and telling your kids the new rules of the space. Because for mom, just to organize us any room um, and then 
not share the new method, the new um, system, the new storage, the new homes with the rest of the family, it will never last. And here's the thing. Kids aren't just going to want to do this on their own. Most children need to be trained. They need to have consequences for not putting things where they belong. They need to have consequences for not picking up or being a good a good steward of their things and being responsible. So when you're talking about um, to your kids about where things are going to belong now, come up with a little fun system where it's almost like, okay, when we get home from school, our shoes and our coat go into their new home and it has they have to be in our home before mom can give you a snack or before you can help yourself to a snack or before you can go play on electronics or play outside. So the hard part, obviously, is in the beginning when you're trying to train them and you're trying to get them to form this new habit, they're going to forget. They're going to forget many, many, many times. And that's okay because we're going to keep reminding them until they get it right at first. But the other part we can do is we can actually label things. So maybe you just put a picture of their shoes with their name on it. So maybe when they're smaller, you want to have like, you know, Johnny's coat and put the little label where his coat goes or where his shoes go, um, where his backpack goes. So when we're organizing, make sure you're sharing all this information and make sure you're going over the new rules that you're going to put into place for the maintenance. So We've done coats, we've done shoes, we've done, um, we've removed everything that doesn't belong. The other thing I want to talk to you about is something I call seasonal swap. And I use it in closets a lot, but for the mudroom entryway, it's very crucial because most mudrooms are not big enough. And maybe they, even if they are big enough, it's still too much clutter to keep everything that you're going to use on a daily or weekly basis for all seasons. Now, if you live in you know a beautiful place like California where the weather is always fantastic and it's usually roughly the same, then you can just disregard this part of the, the conversation. But if you live in you know, snowy New York like I do or um, the Midwest where it's really cold right now, then you know as well as I do that there's different things we use every day depending on the season. So what I like to do is roughly in um, the fall when it starts to, when it starts to get cold, I will take everything out that, that we're not going to use until the following spring summer season. So for example, in the spring and summer, we have a swim bag ready to go for those quick days to the pool. We have ponchos. We have um like flip-flops and just all the spring coats, all those things that we use for spring and summer. So then when it starts to get um that's what I'm that's what I'm pulling out when it starts to get cold. When it starts to get warm again, usually um, here in New York, I do this probably not until April. Then I pull out those winter boots, those gloves, those hats, those heavy duty winter coats. And I remove them from this area because it's going to save me so much time. Now, remember, picture yourself wanting to find your daughter's spring coat and you have to go through five winter coats plus, um, lots of boots and gloves and hats just to find that spring coat. That wastes time on a weekly basis. That causes stress. That causes aggravation. It's not efficient. So avoid that 
for the next four to six months by just eliminating it and keeping it simple so that everything, when you're setting up the seasonal swap for say spring and summer, it's all things that you're going to use in that season on a daily or weekly basis. When you're setting up for fall and winter, it's all those things that you're going to use during that season every day or every week. So hopefully that makes sense. Now you're asking me, where am I supposed to put that stuff? I don't have any room for it. And I'm going to say there's all sorts of places you can put it. If you don't have room in another closet, maybe it can go in a bin under a bed. Maybe it can go into a storage area like an attic or a basement. Maybe it could even go in a space saver bag, which is one of those plastic bags that you suck all the air out with the vacuum. And you know what? They actually work really well. So that is something that can be make it super condensed. So think about being creative and how you can remove those things. And obviously, when you're doing your seasonal swap and you're, say, for example, you're pulling out hats and gloves and boots and coats, getting ready, getting ready for spring and summer, then you want to make sure that you're, at the same time, getting rid of all those things that aren't going to fit the following season. So if you have kids, that's especially important. Because why store it for all those months if your kids aren't even going to fit into it the next season? So does that make sense? Hopefully it does. The other thing I want to just talk to you about is the personalization in this area. So I like to tell people when it comes to the place in your home where you're coming in and you're leaving every day, it's really important, especially when you have children, to have it be like a great reminder, a great message when they come home. So they come home from school. You want to use this area to either explain to them things like they walk in and they see um, something that reminds them of your family. Who is your family? What do they stand for? What If I were to come in as a guest, what would I notice when I first walk in the door? That's the same thing for your children. They come in every single day. This is an area where you want them to come home from school after a long day and feel love and feel peace and feel you know, comfortable. It's a cozy home. So maybe you have things like their artwork displayed there. Maybe you have a family photo. Maybe you have a quote. Maybe you have um, a cross. Or in our mudroom, we have a sign that is our last name, Barry, made out of letters that have photographs behind it. So um, it just kind of is a nice personal touch. And every day when your kids come home from school, it's something that will hopefully make them smile and just make them remember that they are home and that's where they belong. So think about making this a clean an organized area, but also use it to personalize the message that you would want your first your first message to be when you or your family members come in the door every single day. So as far as storage ideas go in this space, obviously um, giving every single thing a home is easier said than done in some areas. Hooks are fantastic for this type of area because it's easy to throw a purse, a book bag, a coat on a hook. If you have that closet, utilize it. Put as much in there as you can. Maximize the space vertically as much as horizontally because a lot of times we lose space vertically. So if you have, you know, maybe 
two feet or three feet from between the coats and the floor. You can put some cubbies in there. You can put another bookshelf to put shoes on. Um, you can maybe can use the inside of the door for things. And back to the, like the over the door pocket organizer that I don't like for shoes. I don't mind that for things like mittens and gloves and hats because it makes it easy for kids to see what they need. And if at all possible, set up an area for each individual child. So maybe it's as simple as a hook on the wall for their coat and their backpack and a little basket underneath it for their shoes, just so that you know who's taking care of their space. And it's a visual to, you know, to mom that Rebecca is the one that doesn't hang up her coat in her backpack, but the other kids do. So give them their own space to be responsible for and to make it efficient so that also when they need something such as, you know, maybe they need to go and get their lunch bag out of their backpack to make lunch the night before, they know exactly which hook is for their backpack so they can find it every single time. If you're lucky enough to have cubbies, then by all means, you can get a lot in cubbies. I actually give measurements um, for the size if you want to make your own cubbies on page 104 in the book. And again, the book that we're following along with for this challenge is called Organize Now, a week-by-week guide to simplify your space in your life. So this week, the entryway and mudroom is chapter 20, and right on page 104, you'll see some dimensions for cubbies. And you know what? The other thing I want to recommend is go on Pinterest and search mudroom or entryway. There's so many cool ideas for how to set up the space, really creative ways, DIYs. You don't have to put a lot of money into things like cubbies and storage. You can get lots of creative ideas on there. And, um, the other part of this kind of sometimes leads into what I call the family launch pad, which is a paper management system and a place where you keep all those things that are coming and going every single day to school or to the mailbox. So if you want to get a head start on that, we're not going to go over the family launch pad in this challenge, but if you want to get a head start, that's in chapter 53 in the book. And there's also great ideas on Pinterest for that area. And I do believe I have a board on there under Organize Now on Pinterest that will share lots of those ideas. So I hope you have lots of fun clearing out that entryway and mudroom, and you're going to be you're going to feel like a million bucks when it's over because this is something that you see every single day in your home. This isn't like okay, I organized you know the spare bedroom closet. This is something that is really really important. So. Make sure when you're sorting and purging, you go down to the bare minimum. Let that stuff go that you hardly ever use. Just let it go. It's so not worth it. You're not going to miss it. You're going to be embracing a simpler lifestyle, and you're going to be loving the fact that it's so clutter-free that your children can actually put their stuff away when they come home from school. So really push yourself. And if you have questions, Make sure you um, reach out and ask me either here underneath or on the Facebook group, Organize Now Challenge. And also, don't forget to share your before and after pictures because we want to see all of your just just different ways that you're doing this in your home. You, we all can learn from each other. So somebody might see a mudroom that looks similar to theirs and they're like, man, I never thought of doing it that way, but now I will. So great job so far. Keep up the good work. I really wish you all the best of luck this week, and thank you for joining me on the 29-Minute Mom, where we know that every single minute counts.